Maggie, do you know what woke me up this morning? What? A migration of geese. <laughs> I, I mean, it was unbelievable. Did you oh, not hear that? Um, I think I did, but it, I think it just integrated into my dream. Honking. I Honking. mean, squawking, <laughs> hon- whatever the word is, as they, as they went by. And I got up, I looked out the window, and it was just, it was, you couldn't see the end of it. But so now, of course, I got to know, why do they make so much noise? And, and so I've done my research since then. Oh, you have? Yeah. Bird okay. scientists think that the honking sound that geese make as they fly, it, that they use it to help maintain the integrity of the flock <laughs> and, to, and to coordinate all these the position shifts that they're making with the V formations that they fly in. So that's why they're making yeah. so much noise. I have a deep seated, deep rooted dislike of geese. Oh, come on, man. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to be honest. I got to be me. A goose can't help it. That's just what they yes, do. Yes, they can. They can help chasing you across the park. They chase me. I mean, I have been chased by so many geese. I'm minding my own business. I'm going on a walk and they just start coming <laughs> after me. I mean, I, I just, this I, is, I got to speak my truth. Well, that, well, <laughs> that is, you know, it may, I'm sure you're not alone in that because they can be yeah. quite the rascals. I'm sure there's some park. goose whispers <laughs> out there, but I'm not one of them. <laughs> So I thought maybe it was a pack of coyotes. Remember in Taos? That was horrifying. That was unbelievable. But I mean, it kind of it sound- wasn't like scary, but it sounded like a horror movie or something. Yeah. Well, they, that's what it sounded like. It sounded morning. like babies. It sounded like a hundred mm-hmm. babies yeah. were outside the window screaming. That was kind of unbelievable. It but, was, there were so so many and so close. Don't you know that used to work like back in the frontier days? You know, guys out there like, I hear a baby in distress. It's like, it's a coyote <laughs> trying to <laughs> attack you. <laughs> it well, worked. That, that could have been more like the mother. You you can tell if an animal is in distress. I can't even hear what you can sometimes. Oh. Little bird somewhere. or The babies. Love the animals. So anyway, that flight call is a continuous course of these shrill cries, and it sounded unbelievable to me. The, the, <laughs> the horse honks, the high-pitched quacks, those audible, um, loud, it just, it was... What did it sound like? Oh, I don't... <laughs> Go ahead, give it a shot. No, you, you heard it this morning. What did it... And so then I'm thinking, all right, so how do they know when to take off and fly south? How do they, how do they know this? And... Geese have, get this, they've got a clock in their brain that measures how much sunlight there is each oh, day. Oh, come on. And, and as the days grow shorter during the late summer and early fall, that's how geese know that it's time to get ready for the journey south. I wish we had more of that stuff, you know. I mean, we'll be walking around in flip-flops and shorts in winter and be like, oh, I should have, I should have put my coat on. But there's probably something <laughs> on the inside of you that's saying, you know better than this. Yeah, but our thoughts get in the way. You know, we've got... <laughs> We don't have these these good instincts sometimes. That's but, amazing. That's really cool. So those migrating Canada geese in their <laughs> iconic V formations can fly, now get this, 1,500 miles in just 24 hours. What? Yep. And, but they can also waddle indefinitely around the local park. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> I can also waddle indefinitely. That's amazing. So 1,500 miles. Yeah, in 24 hours. Now that's they, cool. And they don't stop. That's they just cool. keep going. That's amazing. But they, they keep changing out the, the leader wow. position so they don't, I guess, get too wow. tired. I had no idea, Steve. You're such a goose geek uh, this morning. Well, I got to know. <laughs> yeah. You hear this sound like, what's going on? Yeah. I have to know. So now I know. Oh, man. I've missed the podcast, by the way. 
been a minute. Yeah, it has. But um, we've been running, 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 and it's been a blast. And, you know, living your best life <laughs> takes time. <laughs> <laughs> Away from what you should be doing. I'm, I'm going to need a minute <laughs> to do all this, all these passions, you know. Well, <laughs> it, is, fit them in somehow. it is so good to be back and yeah, good to be back across the table from you. Yeah, yes. Hey, which, by the way, if you are KBs or those, you, and if you're not a KB and you enjoy this podcast, we want to invite you to go to the website and you can join this circle of life. Light. Is that on the podcast? Is that on the, the, the podcast? Is oh that on the goodness. website? Okay, yeah, let me did step I get in here. Ahead of let me step in here. So, what are we doing? <laughs> the circle of light. It's, it's being built currently. And so it will be ready in, in about a week and a half. So. You can't just like run in there right now. Why not? <laughs> because it's not ready. I'm ready to Steve. do this. You're always jumping the gun. It's going to be Thanksgiving soon. Like, There'll be cranberry sauce there. I don't know how the cranberry <laughs> sauce gets onto the table. But you know who does know? Mom. Mom knows. Mom. I'm the mom of the website. All right, so mom, we want the circle of light to be on the website. It is coming. It is coming. Um, you're excited. That's what it is. I, think I might, I might be a is. little... Excited. Yeah, and so um, within the Circle of Light, you'll be able to read um, complete podcast transcripts, mm-hmm. and you'll have these really beautiful printable uh, daily affirmations, highest viewpoints from the podcast as well. And then um, anytime that we uh, create a, a live video of the podcast, that's going to be on there as well. Cool. I want to yeah. join. Among other things, there'll, there'll be other things as well, but well, that's, that's just fun. the beginning. Well, I'm excited about the it's Circle coming, of It's coming, it's coming. All right. So... Okay, so we talk a lot about what a positive, good for the soul, increasing the territory of abundance relationship should look like when we have friends, mm. when we're hanging around other people. And it's it's one that encourages, it champions, edifies, and celebrates each other, period. Period. That's it. Yeah. Nothing less. And really, there's nothing more. But that is what a healthy relationship looks like. Yeah. And <clears throat> I'm thinking about this. You know, most people... When you ask them, they know what it means to encourage, they know what it means to champion, and they know what it means to celebrate other people, which, by the way, always begins with self. Mm. You have to be able to encourage yourself, champion, and celebrate yourself before you can do that with anyone else. So what about edifying? Because the word edify, yeah, I think a lot of people don't really understand what it means to edify or edification, edify others, what it actually means. Mm. And it's vital to understand because it's such an important part of the formula for having successful relationships and also just being successful in of yourself. It, edify means to charge, as you would you know, charge a battery. As we charge one another in love, we pump one another full of power. Mm. And so by edifying the positive truth in love to each other, what we're doing is we're transcending the ego and we change perspective in all things while continually building each other up through edifying unconditional love. We're charging each other, just like charging the battery. And it, and it truly is that on a, um, on a higher level. Yeah. And you can feel it. You can sense it when you've been around people that you're edifying and being edified from. You can feel this buoyancy coming from mm. uh, from within. And, yes. and this, that's your battery being charged up. It's, a, it's like it's this exchange of energy. That's really cool. Right. So what do we do? We run our household. We run our businesses. We take care of our social life. 
are we, this is how we make a trip to the grocery store. We run our life through the edifying power of charging others to the full with the power of love and acceptance. Mm. Um, I have a question about this. How, how do we make sure that we don't fall into the trap of manipulation? Because I think a lot of times um, when we go forth with the purpose of complimenting, um, many times it can be rooted in, in my old motivations, ego motivations, which are to, uh, you know, ingratiate yourself with someone or make them feel a certain way? And how do we make sure that we maintain an authenticity um, within edification? Well, that's the word is being authentic, but it's also sincerity in that when you are, when we're edifying another person, it's just being authentically truthful with what we see in the other person. Mm. And we're not replacing a negative with a positive. We are enhancing the positive with recognition. And also we avoid responding to uh, the negative that may be apparent in, in another person. In mm. other words, if, <clears throat> if you're waiting for someone to make you feel good about them, to edify them, then manipulation can become part of that equation. I'm going to manipulate this person by saying something good to try to get them to not be negative. That's manipulation. Unconditional love requires no response in kind. Unconditional love says, I'm only going to see the good, and I'm only going to recognize the good. The negative does not exist in my vernacular. The negative doesn't exist in my imaginations or in my judgment of you. All I see is the positive. And so that's all I know to talk about. And then that's where edification comes in. Interesting how you can technically be saying the same thing to a person, um, but the motivations create very, very different outcomes. Yeah. That's yeah. wild. Right. But that's the spiritual nature of, of all of this, isn't it? <laughs> yes. It's the highest viewpoint of yeah. how you see life and others and, and what you expect from others. And so we're only seeing the good. And so we're only talking about the good. Yeah. And that is to champion and edify, celebrate and encourage one another. And so the, the KBs who meditate to unlearn the world are unbecoming the unoriginal by higher consciousness replacement awareness. I'm nodding. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> and, and it's through the practice of journaling, Maggie, journaling our highest expectations that we receive creation, we see creation as it is intended. And it's by allowing our genius of purpose, our original undefiled identities to then emerge. You know, you really have to get over yourself to do this, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Your lower self. Well, I mean. Yes, your ego. Well, it's just because you, yeah, we live life in our own heads, you know, and and as silly as that sounds, it's, it's vastly true. I mean, that's where so much of our experience is taking place within our own mind, within our own inner dialogue. And I just think it's. It's interesting how much is birthed, like everything you were just saying, you know, that's all birthed from the conversations we have with ourselves, mm-hmm. the thoughts mm-hmm. we allow ourselves to have, the, you know, do you push back against yourself when you're having the negative thoughts? Um, everything you just described, it's all mm-hmm. flowing from that place and, and thusly we, the responsibility is, is great. Yeah, and that's a good point. Because in your mind, the mindfulness that you're engaged in, the thoughts that you're having, and you, you find yourself entertaining some thought, and there's a repetition to it, and you're mulling it over and over, and then you ask yourself the question, am I edifying myself by continuing this thought process? Mm, yeah. Am I encouraging myself? Yeah. 
Am I building myself up? Is there, am I championing and celebrating me mm-hmm. by dwelling on this thought? And if the answer to that is no, then you cast that down and replace it with the positive. And that is so vital because you began by talking about the importance of this, this reciprocal uh, cycle of edification that we get into with people we're close with, other kinetic believers. And it sounds like we can't do that unless we're doing it with self. Mm, right. True. It always begins with self. Yeah. If you don't love yourself unconditionally, you can't, you're not equipped to love anyone else. Yeah, you can't compliment yourself. You need to start there. <laughs> exactly. Lock the door. Turn off the light. Don't Look answer the their phone and, and get busy. Yes. <laughs> you got turn off the light. Well, maybe, leave the light. Dim the lights. <laughs> wow, you look good today. You know? Start there. Because look, yes. KBs who unconditionally love themselves, well, just like the circus performers in the musical, The Greatest Showman, that we're doing now. That's why we've been gone for a while. We are performing the music and in concert as a tribute to the greatest showman. But just like those circus performers learn to love themselves, mm. it's when a person is able to once and for all remove themselves from the vanity of the mind wow. that we're able to accept not only ourselves, but all the others in the same marvelous manner in which they were created. All the other circus performers. You keep doing you. I will keep doing me. And together, let's celebrate and champion and encourage one another. Yeah. Because it's that unique diversity that then becomes our common bond. When we were having a a really wonderful, rich conversation recently about how so many questions being being posed within society right now, you know, the premise of them is men, women, race, age. And it's just a terrible place to start for understanding. You know, everybody wants to eliminate every, I shouldn't say everyone, some people want to eliminate this concept that you're bringing up right now of the power of the individual, the power of diversity, the power of within oneself to, you know, connect with another diverse individual and have so much strength in that. Well, that goes back to what you said earlier. That is the, the, uh, one of the, well, that is the route to manipulation. Mm. In other words, if I am going to be part of this group, I need to make sure that there are other groups that I have somehow deformed into some preconceived inferior notion Mm. of what I am to then therefore build myself up. And so I've got to manipulate the world around me in order to to change myself. And that's out of control dominion. Wow. And it's not supposed to work that way. In fact, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And it always leads to self-destruction. Because look, most people are looking for answers to life. Yes. You know, the questions that are fundamental to that is, why am I here? You know, who am I? What am I supposed to do? I can remember asking those questions to um, six-year-old Mark Allen sitting next to, red-headed Mark Allen sitting next to me in the cafeteria in elementary school. <laughs> and we're, we're, I'm drinking my chocolate milk and, and we're eating our French fries. And I said, Mark, why, why are we here? <laughs> He's like, because it's time for lunch. And I said, well, and... and <laughs> Who am I? Who are, who are you? What are we supposed to do? We, and I wow. remember going, you know, Mark, we are actually, you and I, we're somebody. <laughs> we're, we, are, we are going to be somebody. There is something, there's a lot more to this than the chocolate milk. Isn't that great? Yeah, I don't think he said anything, really. I yeah. think he just... <laughs> He's probably still thinking about it. 
they might be. But I love that, that though. But that's how profound those questions are, and I think for yes. all of us. Well, and, and you know, we talk a lot about revelation knowledge, knowledge that becomes a part of your DNA. And I think when you have these natural moments of, I mean, a lot of times revelation is in the form of a question. Hmm. Well, the question has to come first. Yeah. We don't get yes. answers to anything unless right. you are humble enough to ask the question. Mm. But you know something? The, the secret to our future, the secret to our life is hidden. And that's why it seems like it's such a mystery to, to most people. And mm. the questions continue to remain if they're ever even asked because there is a secret to our future and to our life. But look, it's not hidden from us. It's hidden for us. Wow. Your future is up to you. And whatever you have and whatever happens in your life isn't an accident, and it's not even luck, because it's in your hands more than you may know. Where can you find this hidden secret? Well, it's in the present moment of right now. You don't have yeah. to go far. You don't have to wait, in fact. It's right now. So what we do on a daily basis, that is what determines what we're going to have in this life. If you're reacting to your ego, your emotional desires, the lower self, the results are never, ever going to be what you want. You will not get there. Hmm. But if we react to higher consciousness, like we teach and talk about on this podcast and, and work through in our guided journal, if you react to higher consciousness and you do this in your moment on a daily basis, well, what happens? You become abundantly stronger. Wow. This, this is, um, it's washing over me how vital, vital this, what you're talking about right now is this, because this is going to concrete, it's going to solidify your identity within kinetic belief, understanding attraction. And, you know, many times I think success can actually make it more, even more difficult to connect with your identity because you start to get your identity from that success. And that's going to be a, a, a folly for anyone that does that as well. And so being able to stay rooted within our identity as um, people of abundance and, and people of wisdom, no matter what state of life we're participating in, no matter what the state of the world is, um, it's going to be the ultimate key to lifelong success in any situation, no matter what's going on around you. Well, and that's redefining success, isn't it? Because the world's definition of success really takes you away from the things that we talk about. And, and it mm. even gets you away from, in a certain sense of the word, the pursuit of success. And it says that success is this platform. Success is the, you know, mm -hmm. 50 years ago, it was the two-car garage in the home and the picket fence. Right. Whatever it is now, I think it's quickly being moved. But that's not the accurate definition of success, is it? And so as we begin to react to higher consciousness through the meditative practice of working on sustaining those highest viewpoints for our health, for our wealth, our happiness, our level of joy and our mm. friendship, all these different things, and we work on that to maintain that, we get to the place where we confidently stand our ground, regardless of those things yeah. that are going on in the world that they want you to believe is more 
has more truth to it than your own uh, reality. Mm -hmm. But you stand your ground, resisting all the negativity and all the intimidation of all the self-loathing and doubt that wants to come up inside of you and say, you're not worthy. You don't know what you're doing. You're out of place. Get back in line. All those things. But you stand your ground where your highest viewpoints are concerned so that you remain in that lofty place of, of edification, celebration, championing, and encouragement of self and all others. But you know something, and here's the deal. Every single morning, all of us, everybody has a decision that we have to make, and we've got to make it anew every single morning. Mm. You can't make this decision once and just fly by. Oh, it's, it's not Friday. Gonna, it's not going to happen. It's my decision Friday. <laughs> yeah, know? once I did it this way, and I'm good until next Friday. Um, it doesn't work like that. Is, is the abundant life important to you? That's the question that leads to the decision. Mm -hmm. Is your best life, is your abundant life, is, is the happiness and joy and, mm -hmm. and, and prosperity and great health and an adventurous uh, existence, is that important to you? Because if it's not, well, wow. you've made the decision to just forget about it. If it is important to you, if it is, and I think most of our listeners, I know it's important to them, then it becomes a daily expectation and it becomes a discipline that attracts and manifests the results that are far beyond our own individual natural abilities. Because we don't want to go through this life doing it alone. And I don't mean um, without another person. I mean spiritually alone. Yeah. Um, uh, incubated away from the Creator. We don't want to do that because that's, you miss out on the abundance. Abundance is far more than we can actually imagine or ever even conceive of. And that's when we are doing it in unison and in partnership with um, the universe yeah. and with the sustenance of the universe and the ability to attract far more abundance than we can even, ever do on our own. But that begins with the daily question of... Asking yourself, is the abundant life important to you? Well, and, and asking of the abundant, light, abundant life is important to us. You can see as you think about it and, and you meditate on this, it, it opens up so many different avenues of success. So it puts the, the responsibility back on you. It forces you to um, re-acknowledge what you're desiring, what you're working for. It, 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 it's even causing us to re-acknowledge that it's up to us and no one else. It does so many things in that moment. And I like, I like the idea of it being daily because there is a renewal with every sunrise and, and that should be a part of it. And isn't it great to know that it is up to you? It is. Because it's I think terrifying there's, at first. There, there's, well, there's nothing <laughs> to me. There's nothing more frustrating yeah. than to wait for somebody. Oh, oh, yes. And then all of a sudden you find <laughs> out that, hey, I don't have to wait for anyone. Yeah. This whole deal is up to me. I have a part in this to do, yeah. and I can begin my part right now in this moment. Well, when you realize, too, that you're in partnership with the Creator, you're in partnership with the universe and the storehouse of abundance, then all of a sudden, the moment that you get to work, the other 50% gets to work, and it's meeting you in that place. So, you know, so many things start happening. Well, and then you, you realize that, guess what? Now I know. I get this thing. Mm -hmm. I understand that there's far more happening in my life than I put my hand to. Yeah. I'm finding favor everywhere I go. Mm -hmm. Things are happening that are outside of, seemingly outside of my control. Well, what's happening? 
God has my back. Yeah. When I go down there, I'm going down there with God. When I go to do this concert, I'm going with God. When I go to the store, I'm going with God. Well, who is God? God the creator. God love. Yeah. God my my supporter, my my everything. And the promise is, is that when I operate my life through kinetic belief, being immovable in my expectations, God meets me there. Yes. The Creator meets me there. The universe meets me there. And all of a sudden, my territory is expanding and my needs are being met. And I'm prospering and I don't get sick and I'm healthy and I'm full of joy and happiness. And the anticipation of the greater is always showing up mm. in my present moment as I'm working on these things today, right now. My future is then being rolled out for me, yeah. which is spectacular when I arrive. Well, I've always found it so fascinating how the creator God meets you in that place. And however, we, the first step is always up to us. We have to take the first step. We have to initiate and no one's going to do that for you. No one's coming to get you out of bed. No one's coming to do that. That's up to you. That's up to me. That's, that's the, the seed sown that only you can sow within your own life and with your own, within your own experience. If you yeah. don't do it, it's not happening. <laughs> right. And so how's, how's, how's the seed being sown? You know, how is it? What am I doing? And since I now know that it's all up to me, how am I feeding this higher expectation? Mm. Instead of just it being wishful thinking, it's through the feeding of it that it becomes now something far more than wishful thinking. And it's by standing upon our immovable kinetic beliefs every day after we make that decision that yes, this is important to me. And I love how you just said standing on. Um, it's something, it's, it anchors us. The idea of kinetic belief, the concepts of kinetic belief, it's something you can rely on to be true and to work and to, to meet you in a place and, and to come through for you if you do the right thing. Yeah. You know, I, I just mm -hmm. love how, because you, you also mentioned wishful thinking, and, you know, that's a horrible way to live. You know, you feel like there's a big emperor up there, like, going to give you a thumbs down or something. Right. <laughs> but but with kinetic belief, you know. Well, well, and wishful thinking is just, okay, I'm going to wait to see what happens. I'm hoping for the best. I'm wishing, that, and I'm really wishing for fill in the blank. Yeah. But then I'm just going to have to wait and see because it's not up to me. And that's erroneous thinking. Mm -hmm. And so, no, you can't do this just on Fridays, can you? <laughs> You can't just say, well, I'm good for the, I, I did my journal, I did had a meditative walk, I did some forest bathing. Well, if you do that, you'll have a great Friday and terrible Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. Because, you know, strong, and that's what we're talking about, is really strong cabies. Mm. They know that one meal of positive interruptions every week is not going to sustain them when doubt begins to creep in on Thursday. Yeah. yeah, because we need hot meals every single day, don't we? To be able to continuously stand on top of every negative suggestion that's going to come. Mm. It's it's part of the world we're in. And that what you just said, that gave me this perfect visual of, you know, the world, the default of society is already constantly trying to feed your ego. Mm. And so we have to counteract that with good nutrition for our spirit and for our higher self. Otherwise, um, it's easy to see how it's going to become overtaken. Yeah, and when food shows up for the ego, it looks mighty good, doesn't it? Oh, man. You know, it's, they it's have very like food, tempting. food stylists. <laughs> because it, <laughs> if that's <laughs> right, know? if that's not good enough, we can pile a little more icing on it. <laughs> right. 
Now how, now what? <laughs> the, the hot fries right. are <laughs> cascading down, <laughs> you know, on the commercial. And that goes back to this takes effort, but it is so worth yeah. the effort when you put it into, into practice. It, you know, I have to arrange my schedule around my thought life. Ooh, and I do this every day. That's, wow. In, instead of trying to make me fit into some busy schedule. Wow. Because if I don't, then you know what? I'm going to miss a few meals. We arrange our schedule around our thought life. Mm. And, mic, mic drop. <laughs> there it is. But I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss out on some of these meals. I'm. I, in fact, I'll have my lunch eaten. Right. <laughs> and this yeah. means the affirmations of my expectations has has got to be a priority in my life, and not something that I do in my spare time. Yeah. It's a way of life, isn't it? Yes. And in the same way that it is with building, uh, you know, we, we try our best to get to the gym, even in the hotels, and we get up early enough and we go to work out. And just like building fitness and strength, it's the repetition that's actually the key to building strong, manifesting beliefs in the same way. Mm-hmm. It's no different. So, you know, I try to work out as often as possible. It's not every day, but most days I do something. And there are ways to stay also, there are ways to stay spiritually fit regardless of where I am or what's on my schedule. You know, we've had to be away for 10 days or whatever it's been, but we weren't really away. Mm. And in our going and coming, we still have these daily practices of arranging our schedule around our thought life and around our, our physical fitness and the things that maintain the strategy for living this successful life. Well, at some point, we have to fly the kinetic belief t- Kinetic belief nest, right? I mean, you have to go out into the world and practice the things that you're that we've been working on, and you know, stretch our legs and fly around a little bit and and pursue these things. But I love how you're you're making the point that you know it's the daily practice, and it is a practice. We're not supposed to be perfecting; it, it's not perfected every day. It, but in the practice, I guess it sort of is. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, you always yes. talk about perfected, perfected completion, and, and then there's right. the practice, and I'm trying to make that Correct. connection of how that works daily. Yeah, this life is about moving toward completion, which isn't going to happen in this life. We don't graduate from this. No, this is a way of life. <laughs> yeah. And so, it, so what do we? How do we practice this? And you know, as you drive to and from work, you can stream one of the podcasts or some other positive expectation teaching in your car. When you work out or go on a walk or take your lunch break, put in some earbuds and feed your, yourself with higher expectations. Mm. Because as you willfully feed your mind, remember that what you have in life, what you see manifesting around you, is attracted by what you're continuously hearing, simply because what you're listening to is developing your expectations. Wow. Yes. And this works for good and for bad. And that's why feeding on the news of the day is so dangerous, everybody. You're creating expectations which will manifest in some way or another in your life. And this is also why nothing stays the same in life. They either get better or they get worse. If things are just continuously bad for you and things just not working out for you, check what you're listening to. Check what you're feeding on because that's developing your expectations. Mm. So what are you listening to? I mean, what is the news telling you? What are your friends telling you? Guard the highest viewpoint of your expectations by refusing to mentally consume anything that is a contradiction. How do we uh, 
resolve the question within ourselves of, you know, stay, I want to know what's going on in the world without binging on this information. Well, first of all, there's a lot going on in the world and there is not any one news report that's going to tell you specifically what's going on in the world. So we can choose to feed on what we choose to know about what's going on in the world because it's negative or dangerous or somebody died from it or there is a war being fought over it, that doesn't mean that that is the the news of the day. The news could be an airplane safely landing in Miami. The news could be the neighbor <laughs> watering her flowers again outdoors. Wow. The news can be a new puppy down the street. Wow. Choose your news and choose it wisely. Mm. You've heard the saying, you are what you eat. Yes. Well, the truth is, in the essence of both spiritual and physical reality, we are what we speak. Powerful KBs speak their positive. They look for the positive. They celebrate and champion and edify and encourage the positive. Abundant life expectations over their lives are... Are, are built from the positive, and, and so are the lives of all of those around them. And we don't stand and tolerate and stay in the presence of negativity, toxic pettiness. Yes. Because it's out there. That doesn't make it news unless you are attracted to the negative. And I love how this is all coming back to us. You know, this, it's our response. You know, we can feed on things and we can locate positivity, but this is all coming back to us. You know, anytime we find ourselves um, looking for someone else to blame or to uh, glean things from or glean energy from, um, even if it works within the moment, it's guaranteed that it's going to be short-lived and it's not going to satiate the higher self. You know, as long as we're, I think it's interesting too how everything that you're giving us today, you can tell, you can see how it's going to create really this eternal sort of wellspring within you of everything that you need, but you have to cultivate it mm. and you have to, and, and when you cultivate that and you take the time to cultivate that, it may feel more difficult, but that as time comes and goes, all of a sudden you look around and everything you need is within your own garden. You've mm. grown everything that you need to be sustained mm. and, and you don't have to go out and, and get crumbs from other people and places. You know that if the media, the world's media, stopped reporting on negative things, on death, on crime, wars, and rumors of wars and conflict, stopped reporting on that. And if people stopped seeking it and listening to it and watching it, the wars in the world would end. Wow. Crime would end. There would, murders would end. The toxicity of the negative would find no place wow. to root itself. It and the, expectation. And the utopia wow. of a world at peace with itself would begin. Wow. That is a truth. Yes. That is reality. But that can also be the truth and reality with the individual, with your own life. And change worldwide change begins with the individual. And so rather than waiting for the world to find its peace within its borders or lack of borders and to find its peace in neighborhoods, instead of waiting for that, we can begin individually right now in this moment by casting all of that down, leaving no place in your home for it, in your mind, in your heart, in your spirit for it, and feed on the positive with expectations in the positive, and you will individually begin to rise up into that higher yes. conscious level of utopia 
in your family and in your own life. Yes. That is a powerful truth. Yeah. And in the same way, KBs speak their positive. And then the abundant life expectations over their lives begin to manifest, and not only in their own lives, but also in the lives of those around them. And this is a truth that, like you're saying, we have to stir this up every day because we have to remember. We have to be put in remembrance of and, and put ourselves in remembrance of it every single day. Right. Yeah. There's a big magpie on the porch. He's noisy, isn't he? Yeah, I think I left the window open. <laughs> yeah. I like the sound. I do too. But KBs know that this is often a matter of life and death. Mm. And so it's not yes. just a feel-good uh, um, recommendation, just something that you may want to try out. This is a matter of life and death. And living by advancing our territory or dying by diminishing to no effect matters. This isn't just you know, something fun to try out. This matters. And no matter what you're faced with in life, speak healing, speak prosperity, regardless of what your bank account looks like. Speak abundance, speak forgiveness, regardless of what they did to you. Speak joy and happiness and peace into your, and you speak it and it becomes very real in your life. You speak it today to see it tomorrow. Yes. Mm. Speak the expectation again and again and again and again, and you literally become a human vessel inhabited by the essence of all those things. Mm. Now, here's the difference. Ask yourself, is my thought life healthy or toxic? And you'll have the answer just as soon as you ask that question. Yeah. You'll know. You'll know the truth of it. Because the mind, spirit, and body, are they're all interconnected. Our thoughts affect our words, which affect our health and our prosperity and our joy, peace, and every other area of our life. So it is vital that we take the time to perfect and keep perfecting and keep perfecting and keep molding. And it's a way of life and it's a daily practice. You're molding and you're the architect of what you're creating for your tomorrows. And to bring every thought into the captivity of Positive expectations simply begin by paying attention to mm. what you're thinking about. Bring every thought into captivity. I love that. That it's, it's like corralling, you know, mm. corralling livestock or something. Like, <laughs> didn't you say that you, when you were in Ireland or something, you whistled at a a dog and it wouldn't like got all the sheep together or yes. horses together or something? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was hiking out on a footpath up in Northern Ireland, and there was a. a pasture. I was walking past and there was some beautiful horses out in the back oh, yeah. and this border collie came running up to the fence. And I, so I stopped and I, I whistled and they took off as fast <laughs> as that dog could go. And he ran all the way up to the hill on the horizon and started running around the horses and brought all those horses up to the <laughs> fence where I was standing. That's what we're doing with our thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> There's the visual for go you. Go get them. I love that. <laughs> Send your border collie out there for the better thoughts. <laughs> yes, Just but not give but, it a whistle. But I love that concept. You know, not letting a thought slip by, um, not becoming uh, lazy in in looking at, and looking at every single thought and, and making a, a qualified decision about whether you're going to allow it into your house or whether you're going to cast it down and replace it with something appropriate. Um, 
because that's where the rubber meets the road. <laughs> yeah, because if you don't do that, Maggie, then your thoughts will wander off. Yeah. If you're not controlling them, they will take off. They okay. have a they have a mind of their own, yes. and they look and they love being invited in to for to be entertained by your awareness. And those and, and those thoughts that wander off, they're not. Um, you know, superfluous thoughts, they are ego-driven thoughts. Correct. And so they are yeah. toxic. They are going to bring you uh, completely down and away from these goals that you're setting for yourself. And, you know, they're not benign. They're not neutral. No, you may believe that they are, but there's a motive. There's yeah. a motive to those low, lower egoist thoughts. And so when they begin wandering off to things like, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to be able to be yourself. You know mm. that. They'll laugh at you if you try to be yourself, if you speak your mind. Oh. Or to manifest healing, you're not going to do that. Actually, actually, you're, you're probably going to die. Mm. Those are thoughts that are wandering off. Or, or things like, you'll never experience more than you already have. How do I capture thoughts like these and cast them down? I do it by resisting them. I do it by not allowing them, and I'll get my back up, and I'll actually answer them. I never let my thoughts go answered. Instead, I say, I'm not taking that thought. Mm. Or I'll say the alternative. I'll say my, my highest expectation. And you can't say one thing and think another. And you can try yeah. to speak out loud, and you, that's casting down that negative thought. And, and be willing to look a little crazy when you're saying it, because it's better to have people think like you're crazy. Yeah, but it's better to have you know, people think you're a little nuts and have peace with yourself Absolutely. and be achieving everything yes. you want to in life than you know, be part of the crowd and you're battling all the same things they are. That's how important this is. Yeah. It is that it's important enough to guess what? If you have to go over to the broom closet, get that broom out and start chasing those nasty thoughts around the room, open the back door and <laughs> right out the back door it goes. It doesn't matter what they think about you. You do it. You do Whatever it. it takes, get rid of the thought. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because, you know, I know that I can become a master at thought domination. And I do it by meditating on the life I imagine to desire. And to meditate means I don't just hear it. I focus on it. I contemplate it. And I give it serious attention. And that's how I en enlarge my capacity for attracting more into my life. And that's why the most spiritual people you'll ever meet are those who spend time meditating on higher conscious awareness. Mm. Did, did you know that um, gratitude is actually a language? Ooh, I love that. It's a language of kinetic belief and a language of manifesting. It's a language. And a strong KB is fluent in gratitude. Mm -hmm. And they understand this because no matter what's happening around our lives, no matter what's happening out there in the world, no matter what's happening, we have immeasurable reasons to be grateful for what is to come. And if gratitude is continually in our words, does that mean only when what can be seen is good? No, absolutely not. Well, that would be easy, wouldn't it? Mm. Gratitude is an action of kinetic beliefs. And if you believe you're manifesting what you've desired, you'll be grateful for it, won't you? Even if it hasn't manifested. Kinetic belief says, I know it's coming. In fact, I know it's already here and that I already have it and it's mine. And for that, I am grateful. I am grateful in all things, not for mm. all things. And that's the difference. Wow. You know, there's a connection between gratitude and strength, and it's a mind that is filled with gratitude 
that produces spiritual strength within the natural realm. And it reduces resistance. And that's vital. That is so important to understanding that you're actually getting rid of resistance that's required to, to streamline your way through the day. You get rid of that by, by unloading negative energy. Negative energy is resistance to living your best life. If you're carrying the toxic uh, negative energy around with you, then you cannot get from A to B successfully. When you offload that negative energy, however, you're actually creating a faster and smoother journey for this grand adventure. Are we offloading that negative energy through the language of gratitude and, and our speech? Yeah, because negative energy is created where the, you're maintaining the, the negative thoughts and the negative thinking. And that's stirring up this expectation of the negative thing to happen, which is toxic. And so well, another word for unloading negative energy is just streamlining. Imagine streamlining. It's streamlining is something that's studied by NASA engineers, by airline pilots, shipbuilders, athletes. The idea is to remove anything that would slow a, a vessel or a person down. And so the ultimate goal in streamlining is just optimum performance mm. and a victorious manifestation. There's this really great video of uh, one of these... Uh, outdoor, you know, like the Tour de France or something. And there's this guy and he's at the back of like 50 uh, different cyclists. And he's actually a, a physics teacher, it turned out. I read this whole article about it. Um, Not they're, but unfair. They're, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so everybody's pedaling, pedaling, you know. Right. And then he somehow, I'm not quite sure how he did it, but he balances himself up with his hips resting on, his the front of his hips resting on the bicycle seat and he sticks his feet out behind him so he's like literally he looks like a plank <laughs> and he just that. takes off and he passes everybody and then at the end he actually passes the motorcycle the no the way. security motorcycle that's like like spearheading the race that's amazing and you can google it it's hilarious but awesome he got rid of all the resistance is the point right that is amazing <laughs> yeah that's that's great well you know this is this is fundamental unencumbered kinetic energy. And you take off. And he knew about that. He knew about that. <laughs> and you take off because what we're doing is we're stripping off every weight that slows us down by streamlining our lives so that we can enjoy optimum outcomes. Mm. So that we can enjoy optimum outcomes. Because, you know, we are doing all this for something. Right. We, we're doing this so we can it enjoy matters. life. It matters. So we can wake up yes. in the morning um, and instead of covering our head with the pillow going groaning going oh god i really don't want to do this again that's a hindrance um, it's a hindrance you know we wake up and we're just so hyper aware of what we have going for us working for us laying ahead of laying ahead of us the things that are available to us um it, it just it enhances your life satisfaction and your quality of life so immediately and that's why, and, and that makes sense now, you know, even more why we do this on a daily basis. Right. Because when you wake up in the morning, you think, oh, I really don't want to go to work today. That's an encumbrance. Oh, I'm really, uh, I'm tired. I didn't get enough sleep last night. An encumbrance. I should be getting paid more for what I'm doing. I'm going to go down there anyway. That's an encumbrance. And we keep loading ourselves up with all of these, these uh, uh, things that, Rather than offloading, we're producing this this resistance, this negative resistance. We're loading ourselves with negative energy. And it, well, it's like, imagine watching an Olympic skier trying to race down a mountain while wearing a bed sheet. <laughs> what? 
Not cool. Fun to imagine. <laughs> but not good. <laughs> and you know, even though I'm not an Olympic skier, I know enough to shout at the television saying, throw off the sheet. It's slowing you down. <laughs> Get rid of the bed sheet. It's not only is it not a good look, it's you're not going to win this race. I know enough. It's the same thing, but that's what we do to ourselves. Yes. As ridiculous as that sounds, you might not be able to see the bed sheet, but boy, you sure have ballooned that thing as you head out the door, and it's an encumbrance. You're not going to streamline yourself mm. to be able to manifest these wonderful things that are there for you. Mm. And, you're, and that's it, isn't it? You're streamlining to manifest the life that is even more than you could ever think or imagine. Yeah, so KBs, really, what kind of... You know, ask yourself, what kind of excess baggage are you carrying around today? Is it worry, anxiety of some kind, stress, or maybe you're, you're fearful of something? Maybe it's a habit of unforgiveness that's been sidled with you for many, many years now, and it's still there. So rather it, whatever it is, Decide to get rid of it today because it's slowing you down. Take off anything that is hindering you for running your race unencumbered. And like it or not, you are a manifesting machine and your machine may need some house cleaning. And then you're certain to be the life force that you were meant to enjoy when you do this. And just like Maggie said to me just, just the other day, history is history. <laughs> you know, I, history, I remember that. it's history. <laughs> you remember that. Like, like <laughs> Mind blown. Mind blown. Look, it's not your job to tell yourself no. It's not your job to reject yourself or to even grade yourself or debate the value or the worthiness of your ideas. That's not your job. Wow. Your job, my job is to create. Wow. Our job is to share. Our job is to overcome fear and to run the race of our original identity. Yes, if you build something, people might judge it, and they might even not like it. But if you don't create the things that you have inside of you, then you're going to commit the far worse thing of rejecting yourself simply because someone else did. You know, what I love about this process is something you said the other day that I just loved. I've thought about it so much. And you said, you know, when you are, when you are, uh, are abundance, you have nothing to lose. And I thought that was really profound and it's stuck with me so much because that is one of the biggest hindrances I think in the, in the manifestation process is you get something or you get a little morsel of something manifested and, and then the fear, the fear of loss immediately tries to set in. Um, but as KBs, we're manifesting machines and we have, we never have to worry about losing something because we'll always be guaranteed yeah. that it will yeah. be replaced and enhanced, replaced and enhanced all the time. And so we, we live life with arms wide open. We're always creating these, you know, vacuums for the universe to fill up with something even better. And um, that's actually helped me with my mental state quite a bit. Um, when things try to creep in, negative thoughts, thoughts of maybe loss or something going wrong. Uh, we, As kinetic believers, we never have anything we even can lose. Yeah, it's just like if you erroneously believe that abundance, the definition of that is what I have in my checking account, then you'll fearfully guard that. Yeah. And if it begins to, to creep down, you'll feel like I'm not prosperous it as prosperous as I was and that becomes the measure of your identity rather than yeah. you and what's on the inside of you abundance minded we're abundance minded abundance all the time. minded and be a person look everybody be a person of no reputation what what did he say 
Hold I got to take care of my reputation. No. Rewind. Be Rewind. a person of no <laughs> reputation. Yeah. And if you'll do that, you're going to remove the adversary of border bullies and those people who shoot you down or try to tear you down and break down your genius of purpose and your original identity. Be someone of no reputation, which is the genius of your positive motives uh, being livened and quickened yeah. to, to be, become the fullness of who you are. And something that you've taught me, Steve, over uh, all of our wonderful years <laughs> spent together is to, you, you, you achieve a life of no reputation and you achieve this level of self-worth and self-identifying really by not taking things in life uh, seriously. And it's not that there's no weight and that it's not that there's no gravity to life. There's passion. There's, there's many things that move us. Um, however, you know, this, I think seriousness, it's, it's an epidemic and it's passed on generationally. We're taught to be serious. You know, we're taught that we'll get in trouble if we act a certain way or say, or do certain mm -hmm. things. And that's very serious. You know, we take it so seriously. Um, and so that's a, another daily pursuit that I always find myself engaging in is throwing off the seriousness, mm -hmm. receiving in the lightheartedness, mm -hmm. receiving in the love for self. Um, because, and I'm sure it's different for everyone, but for me, that weight of of a serious approach to life, um, it's something that gra that grips me from time to time, and I have to really work to um, to move beyond it. It's very powerful when you do. It, oh, absolutely, because it's crippling to need validation, mm. and it's crippling to your genius of purpose, um, and and so you become someone of no reputation. It doesn't matter to me anymore. What you think about me is none of my business. Mm. Because look, you can, you can either be judged because you created something or ignored because you left your greatness inside of you. And I'll say that it is sad to say, most people leave their greatness undone out of the fear of being judged. Why? Wow. Because wow. they're worried about what others may think. Look, what people think about me is none of my business. Mm. Either way, you can either be judged because you created something or ignored. And when I look back at my life, most of my experiences would have never happened. I mean, truly, if I had waited until I felt like it was the right time. Yeah. Or if I'd waited until I felt like someone would approve of me or gave me permission to go and to do. Wow. Don't wait for someone to give you permission to begin. Nobody's going to tap you, nominate you, appoint you, <laughs> or choose you and say, hey, uh, Megan, now it's time to start. You, you can go do it now. It's not going to happen. Give yourself permission. <laughs> Successful people start before yes. they feel ready. We're all walking around like we're, you know, models going to be discovered walking down the beach in sure. the summer. You know? And every mall, every Saturday has somebody willing to take you 20 bucks if, you, <laughs> if, if you're ready to go down there and be discovered. Oh man, it's so true though, isn't it? I mean, we have these, these weird concepts of as if somebody's supposed to give us the green light to be ourselves and to live our best life. And, and we have to do that. We get to do that. Successful people start before they feel ready. Mm. Yes. And the only thing required is for a person to be ready and willing to endure the pursuit of you. Wow. You know, something you and I have talked about in the same vein is how the only thing that is concrete for sure, 100% all the time, are the principles of kinetic belief and our relationship with our creator and the universe. And the way that that works, those principles are it. And so when, the, when society or the world or people try to approach you with a, you know, 
oh, hey, if you work for this company for 40 years now, we're going to give you all this retirement and you'll be set. And hey, this is a sure thing. And that's always a lie. It's always a lie. They, they make you all these promises. And, and that's just the sort of the surface analogy, but that can be done in relationships. It can be done in, and put your dreams aside for two years and then you can do this. Um, and so this, this idea, this concept of beginning, just begin, just begin. Mm -hmm. It's the ultimate empowerment to go forth and make sure, make sure that we don't miss out on life, make sure that we don't have live a wasted life and that we look back with, with regret. You know, I, I knew someone, um, sort of an old friend of the family and they did the job thing and they were guaranteed and, and they were, they were let go, you know, like two weeks before retirement. It was, it was, it sent their life into this total tailspin. And I just remember thinking, you know, everybody presents these things as though they're so certain and nothing is certain except the belief that we achieve on this daily basis. This right. daily yes. practice of yeah. kinetic belief <clears throat> is yes. the only thing you can rely mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. And it's good, it's good. It's, it's a good thing to know once you embrace it. And all those things you're talking about are obstacles. They're universal obstacles and they're not unique to anyone. You didn't somehow come up and, and, and be the, the lone wolf out there that's experiencing some of these obstacles that you just find difficult to <laughs> overcome. Poor you. That's not the, how this works. This, look, this is the only opportunity any human being will ever have. And it is while you and I, while we're here in the land of the living, and that is the chance to persevere through self-doubt and fear and procrastination and all of those naysayers. It's all of those universal obstacles that represent one of the greatest opportunities that we can ever have. And that is for self-discovery. Wow. I have a question about this so do you think or not do you think <laughs> do you know um all of these pursuits and and embracing a life of kinetic belief in the higher self now how does that ring out beyond us into eternity is mm -hmm. is this i mean because obviously we talk a lot about doing this in the land of the living and how this is a unique opportunity to do it um and to and to discover self and define self now, but as eternal beings, as we all believe we are, kinetic believers do, this, how does that ring out? Yeah, that's a great question. This life lived successfully is a process of, of finding out who we really are, who we, what we're truly made of. And it's through the process of creating that we navigate through this life. Um, enjoying the pursuit of our genius of purpose, which is our motives, our internal motives, which is the e eternal part of us that will go mm -hmm. on indefinitely. And so it's through that creating that we find out who we are. Mm -hmm. And in knowing who we are then equips us to uh, continue to develop and to expand and to um, expand our mind, body, and soul toward perfected completion, which is part of our wow. eternal existence. And it's the in, we have this intrinsic, um, unspeakable level of joy, optimistic happiness that is ever-present through this process of self-discovery, through creating in alignment with our higher purpose. In, in, in other words, live in the arena rather than judging from the crowd. It's far more exciting down there. Whether you win or lose, it's the battle that's the reward. It's the battle that's the process of creating that leads us to the point of self-discovery. Because when all is said and done, you know, the only thing sadder than a talent that was left unfinished is a talent that was never begun. 
contribute to the world around you. And use that intrinsic motive that's built inside of you to be a contributor. Create and share the, the brilliance that you have inside of you. Life isn't meant to be spent just consuming the things that other people have made. There's only one thing that's more important than success, and that is to begin. It's more important that you start than it is to succeed. Because without starting, <laughs> you've already failed. And most people, they'll allow fear of what other people may think or fear of failing or losing something to excuse them from the effort. I heard, um, where were we when I heard it? I, we were somewhere. <laughs> I think we were in Colorado. But I heard Pavarotti, the world's most famous tenor, admit in an interview that, no, we were, no, we were in, um, oh, what's that? I, doesn't, it matters to me, so it I know. matters. Everyone's like, it doesn't change the story. <laughs> um, what's that other ski town in northern Colorado? Steamboat. We were just, thank you. We were in Steamboat. <laughs> Everybody's like, boy. That, glad we know. Said, glad we Man, know. changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Pavarotti um, in an interview say that he never knew whether he could hit the right notes or not. And that he said that always gave him stage fright. And he said it was to the point that he would mutter to himself that he's walking to his death as he stepped out to the stage. Goodness gracious. But he did it regardless. Yeah. He pushed through anyway, and he lived abundantly. Another artist who we would have never heard of, had they let fear excuse them from effort, is Rod Stewart. Mm. He said when he first performed in the U.S. that he was so nervous that he sang an entire song while hiding behind speakers. <laughs> <laughs> I might want to try that out um, it, when we go up to Chicago I next didn't know month. that was allowed. Well, <laughs> okay. I'm behind the so, cellist. But he pushed know. through that. Barbara Streisand, Adele, so many others. It is a human natural condition, everybody. And it's not bad, by the way. Mm. That is not a bad thing unless you give into it. No, it's actually there for you to use for perfecting yourself. It's there for you to use for motivation. It's there for use for preparation. Without it, you wouldn't be motivated or prepared mm. in any way. And, and I'll tell you, preparation is simply part of your beginning. And more importantly, preparation is a continuous way of life. Mm. Let's work on some highest viewpoints. Oh, man. I'm ready. Say this aloud. Say, all experiences, all experiences are, guideposts are guideposts for my best life. For my best life. And I cast down fears. I cast down fears. And as I do, and as I, do I am strengthened. I am strengthened. And I am empowered from within. And I'm empowered from within. I don't dwell on what I used to fear. I don't dwell on what I used to fear. And I don't hurry or worry. And I don't hurry or worry. I practice the feeling. I practice the feeling. Of being fearless. Of being fearless. Every day. Every day. And my comfort zone. My comfort zone. Is my boldness. Is my boldness to be brave? To be brave and to be me and to be me. All my habits, all my habits are now chosen by me. They're now chosen by me. They are fearless. They're fearless and centered and centered within my purpose of genius. Within my purpose of genius. Hey. Hey. Guess what? Guess what? I accept and I love myself. <laughs> I accept and love myself. I accept and I love my creator. I accept and I love my creator. And all others. And all others. Exactly like they are. Exactly like they are. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It is marvelous. <laughs> it's marvelous. To be alive. To be alive. And to be me. And to be me. Wow. What a fun podcast. This was <laughs> thrilling, wasn't it? I think I'm always pretty... 
pretty uh, excited when we haven't done one in a while. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to get out. I'm like bouncing there? in my chair over here. <laughs> and you really are. Really, right? Yeah, I know, really, I am. Um, if no, you want to check out the... No, really. No. Okay. <laughs> if you want to check out the guided journal um, that Stephen has written to guide you through your kinetic belief journey and beyond, that's going to be available at kineticbelief.com or stephencanyon.com. Um, and also... Just an update on uh, the in-person workshops. We are going to be replacing some of those with actually some online master classes, and that's going to be a part of the Circle of Light as well, um, just to make sure that we can uh, fit it into the schedule, right, and stay engaged with everyone. Those are going to be really right. exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> sending out so much love and so Until much light to all yeah. UKB creatives all around the world. Yeah, and thanks as usual, Steve, for all the encouragement, all the positivity, all the guidance, and all the wisdom. Bye.